0: Anyway, what's up guys? Welcome to this week's weekly, weekly reload. reload. We should grab a
1: shotgun and do like a...
0: Yes. yes. Every time we say weekly reload.
1: People get nervous. They would. we would like, we don't know where you are, but we're going to call the cops. Oh my god. That would be funny, though. You're fucking... Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> dude. Damn, so, uh, damn hippies.
0: It's been a busy week. A lot of, lot of stuff been going on this week, huh?
1: I, I mean, know. maybe I, for you. Well, yeah. Okay, I so ain't done me. nothing. Well, sit I... Sit on my hands.
0: Yeah, I, I'm a little bit of a, a political junkie, and I don't want this episode to be political, but some stuff's gone on in the last few days that I feel like I need to well, discuss uh, a little on, bit. Let's, uh,
1: let me, uh... <laughs> what's going on, Kyle? Let me, uh, let me cross my leg here. Huh?
0: You heard about Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Yeah, listening? she died. Yeah, I, I do. I she honestly, she was 87 years right. old. Right. Well, so here's the thing.
1: Battling cancer, she had okay. a good run.
0: So here's the thing, and I, I wanted to just take a minute to discuss this because I, I have some thoughts. Um, we've tried, we've tried to ensure that our our shows are not overly political. <laughs> Obviously, that has not been <laughs> Never. incredibly successful. <laughs> but, um you know regardless of where you stand on on politics or you know how you feel about her politics I, she was a, a human being a fellow american you know i i, I, I hope that you know she her, her family can be able to move forward and I, I, I do feel bad for them um and regardless of your thoughts you know they they have not was she the second female Yes. Yeah.
1: She's the second female ever to serve on the U.S. Supreme Court. And
0: you know whether or not you agree with her politics, I do think that's something that's definitely worth noting. I think it's definitely an accomplished uh, career. Um, And again, I feel bad for her family. Um, But uh, with all that being said, I am already tired of the politics associated with this, and it just it just started. you know, that, that one... Did you see that video that I posted? Probably. Of the, that... I'll say it, it. It was pretty obviously a leftist. Um, she was just screaming oh, and yeah, throwing a psycho. temper tantrum and everything. And it's like, Jesus. nobody... It it, it's, it disgusts me the way that she was being used. Because she obviously had been sick for a very long time. Um, I think she yeah. was diagnosed with cancer. What, like in in the mid 2010s ish, like tw- I,
1: five six years ago,
0: she was diagnosed with cancer several years ago. Okay. Um, any reasonable person should have stepped down, but she wound up right. in this position where, you know, Donald Trump was president and the powers that be on that, on her side of the political aisle would not allow Trump to replace her so that she would not step down and that's not fair to her, that's not fair to her family, that's not fair to anybody. And regardless of who replaces her, that's not fair. Like, you, you can't no. tell me, you can't tell me that she was uh, attentive to what was going on in the court. Right. Like, she. I'm sorry, you're, you're leaving, you're gone every day, getting treatment, going to doctor's appointments. Like, and I don't know how time-consuming an appointment to the Supreme Court is, but... Like I said, you, you can't tell me that she was devoting as much time to that as the rest of the members of the court. Well, you know. But regardless, it just, it, it, that video, when I saw that, I was disgusted. I was actually disgusted because at the end of the day, no matter how you feel about her politics, she was being used, and that was never more abundantly clear than seeing the reactions to her passing. Because right. people are absolutely losing their shit. Because all they care about is who is going to be
1: replacing her. Well, and when, right? When she's going to be but, replaced? But
0: that, but that falls under the same purview of who replaces her. Because, true. because if whether you know, all they want is somebody who is going to maintain her same or similar leftist values, and I think that that takes away from the fact that aside from the you know her being that kind of political pawn it takes away from the fact that she was a human being and that she was a very accomplished person and I, I, I just found it personally disgusting seeing people react so extremely and so severely to the fact not that this person had passed because it seemed to me like nobody cares about the individual person. All they care about is the position that she represents. Right. And that is disgusting to me.
1: I think that the court system has politics has no place in the court system right. to begin with right. anyway. Well and
0: that's and that's a whole nother argument. But that's what irritates me too and I know that other um kind of historical scholars and, and legal minds have, have kind of presented this argument that the we've given the Supreme Court way, way more power than the founders ever intended. Yeah. Um. You know, it was not so much, it was not supposed to be that they are the final arbiter of what the law is. You know, and if, if the Supreme Court interprets a case and says, oh, this is or is not uh, legal, you know it's supposed to be three co-equal branches it's not supposed to be two branches under the Supreme Court and the Supreme right. Court is the final say in what is and is not right legal. yeah you know and I understand that opens a whole nother can of worms and I understand there needs to be a system in place where uh, in you know if you look at like the the local, the local setting, right, where you have, say, you know, <clears throat> you or I as police officers, we investigate a case, we go, mm-hmm. arrest, we make the arrest, we set forth the charges, mm-hmm. and the county attorney says, okay, I'm, I'm good with this, like let's, let's put forth these charges, and I understand that, you know, a, uh, a circuit judge should have the right to review that and say, "Uh, I don't like the way the officers did this, or uh, I don't like the fact that, you know, I I think this interview was custodial and there was no Miranda warning. Like, I I think I I need to let this case go. I understand the place for that, but I think when you get to such a level in the Supreme Court where, you know, the the Supreme Court being the the be-all, end-all of what is, Law, like what you know, you have nine people that are able to wield that much power.
1: Just does not sit well with me. There shouldn't be a political bias in that, right, right. In my opinion, and
0: that you know, and and maybe maybe my uh, viewpoint is tainted on that. But I get irritated because it seems like when one side of the political aisle appoints justices or judges they look at whether they're going to further their political agenda but then when the other side decides they're going to appoint a justice to the court they look at how faithful that justice is going to be to the to the the constitution right and so you it, it comes up you know it ends up where you have this weird kind of dichotomy of you have justices that lean rather far to the left or you have justices on the that I think get lumped into being on the political right, when you actually what you have from those other justices, you have justices that interpret the law in the Constitution
1: as it's written. As it's written. Con- yeah. Instead so you have
0: just, but and so you have justices that are appointed by uh, Republican presidents that may not be conservative or Republican justices. They may not interpret the law the way that the Republican side of the aisle wants to see the law interpreted, but they're interpreting the text of the Constitution. Right. And that's why I think, like, whether you're left, right, center, or otherwise, your job as a justice is to interpret the law, say, hey, does this law follow the Constitution? Is this legal? Where somebody's rights being violated in this case? Right. But instead, I think it's turned into, we've got, you know, what, four, three or four, four justices We're that say... split
1: 50-50 right now.
0: And so, but I think you have... S- certain justices that say on one side, hey, does this case forward my my political agenda? <clears throat> and then you have this other group of justices that say, hey, were somebody's rights violated in this case? And that's what irritates me because, you know, and I don't want to see it be the same way on both sides as far as I don't want a group of judges that say I want... I want the court to to forward my political interests on one side, and the same thing go in the other direction. No, I would like to see nine jurists on the court that say, "Hey, regardless of my political beliefs, I'm going to interpret whether or not this law violates somebody's constitutional rights." That's it. That's all I want. You know, I you think look that, at.
1: I don't think that's difficult too <coughs> much. I don't think that's too much to ask for either. No, you know? it shouldn't. It's not. There shouldn't be any political bias in the judicial system
0: and it irritates me because you can look up um you know you can look up uh justices or former ones or current ones whatever and you'll see like when you you look them up on wikipedia and you'll see their their um their political party or their political affiliation it shouldn't matter it shouldn't matter and it shouldn't be public information honestly because I don't want to know what your political affiliation is. I want to know you don't really whether care or no. what right.
1: somebody's political affiliation. I don't give a crap about anybody's political affiliation. It's not my business to know right. who you're voting for.
0: All I want to know is whether you're going to interpret the law in a um, fair and consistent manner and whether that interpretation is consistent with the writing of the Constitution. And so it leads me into this interesting argument where you look at... Um, when I was working on my bachelor's degree, right, we had to write, it was pretty paper heavy, but one of the bigger papers that we did was um, we had to research um, Supreme Court decisions. And the okay. decision that I picked was the Obergefell decision. Okay, so the Obergefell decision was, essentially it was the Supreme Court case that decided that, um, uh, that made, basically made it illegal to, uh, for states to ban same-sex marriages. Okay. And I've got an interesting take on this because I honestly, personally, I, I, I like to think that I'm somewhat religious. My personal, personally, my religion does not, uh, does not agree with same-sex marriage. Sure. With that though, I, I, my personal beliefs on same-sex marriage are actually pretty simple. Like, I, I don't think like, I don't really care if, you know, two dudes or two dudettes want to get married like i, I it's none of my business i don't right? think that's yeah it's i like i look at it okay i look at it with the the same kind of principles of if you look at any of our other laws like particularly like our, our criminal or statutory laws right what do you know you have a law that makes theft illegal right who am i protecting right. who am i protecting well i'm protecting the owner look, of the yeah. property right you look at assault laws who am i protecting the victim of the of assault.
1: The assaults, right.
0: Uh, you know, damage to property, right? I'm protecting the owner of the property. Well, if you had a statutory law that banned same-sex marriage, who am I protecting? Like, I don't nobody. Know.
1: Nobody not like I'm Nobody.
0: Like, like, I personally am not affected if two dudes get married. It doesn't matter. Doesn't to bother me. me. Does not bother me at all. Now, with that being said, though... Um, you, if you're two dudes that want to get married, you should have to find, you know, find a church that is willing to do that service, or find an officiant that'll do that service. When you look at now, say if you like, if you walk into a Catholic church and say I want to marry another man, and I want you to do the service, and that Catholic priest says I'm sorry, like, you know, I, I would like to help you, but it just goes against my personal beliefs. I I can't do that. The teaching. Right, exactly. Best of luck. I wish you a a happy life with you and your future spouse, but I personally cannot do that service. Where the government decides they're going to step in and try and... uh, Impose some type of penalties against a person who has objections to conducting that service. I have a serious
1: problem with that. Yeah, and you I don't look think at... the government has any business regulating things like right. marriage. Well, anyway. and it's
0: it's kind of the it's kind of the Ben Shapiro stance of you know whether you're pro or anti same sex marriage. You know, the stance really should be the government should have no say in marriage. Right. You know, the government has inserted itself so far into every aspect of American life that you can't even get married without the government's blessing. It's like, wait, what? Right? That's
1: ridiculous. Right.
0: But so, okay. So look at like, um, here, this, this one should touch a little close to home to you. Look at the whole, the whole cake ordeal. Oh, right.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, what, what city was that in Denver?
1: Um, yeah, they drove, I don't remember where it was, but they drove like four hours out of their way to find a bakery that refused to bake a cake for their wedding. Right. And then sued them. The government has no business. First of all, if my business, to say I'm a a knife maker, I make knives, I make, I make hunting knives. Right. And you come in. And you say, Hey, I want a machete and I say, Yeah, I don't do machetes mm-hmm. Why would you be allowed to well, sue? Well now me
0: now I'm gonna sue for you that because you refuse to make me a machete. Yeah. Right. Because of yeah. the
1: the lifestyle I lead. Because I don't use hunting knives. I use machetes to butcher my my deer. Well that's stupid. Right. And, and it's so the same thing with uh this these, this, uh, these two gentlemen that went and went out to find a Christian baker who advertised as a Christian baker who wasn't mean about it. Like from what I understand, he was all sorry, yo. Like uh, we don't, we don't particularly believe in your lifestyles, so well, and, we're not and, going to, and, you know, well, accommodate. So here, here's the interesting it's called capitalism and a free market and. If Here's, I don't want to serve you, I have a right to say. Well, it's it's a freedom no, of it's a freedom
0: you. of association argument. Right. Where you know I should have the right to just just the same as you know if uh, say say I'm say I'm uh, in a, in a homosexual relationship and I know that you specifically Zach are anti you know, hypothetically are anti homosexual. I should not be forced to associate with you. Right. Right, I have that choice not to. But now, when you all of a sudden you turn the tables, and somehow that's that's okay because I choose not to uh, design a cake. And here was the argument. The interesting argument to me was the fact that. And so it, it's it's the masterpiece bake shop, and the interesting discussion that I did not know about until way after the fact was that my understanding was that the uh, gentleman that owns that business actually said, you know, hey, I. My wedding cakes are a work of art, right? Like I, I spend time and energy creating a piece of art. Yeah. You know, a cake in that context, and I understand. I can see that, right? You spend hours and hours and hours making a cake. That's not just a cake. That's you're not mixing flour and water and right. egg. Or I, I can whatever. make a cake. I, I can don't make a give cake. A shit, I so. can make. Oh, I can make a cake with the best of them, but it ain't gonna be a wedding cake. <laughs> a wedding cake is different. Trust me, having gone through Holy crap, that right? recently, oh my a gosh. wedding cake is different. Um, but my understanding was that the um, the gentleman that owned it, um, oh, what was the guy's name? Um, I don't know. Well, either way, it doesn't matter. Um, my uh, Phillips, that Jake, Jack Phillips. My understanding was that Jack Phillips actually offered them. He said, "Hey, listen," he goes. I, you any cake that's available in the display or whatever any cake we have here you're you're welcome to buy it you're welcome to use that as your wedding cake Also oh, didn't
1: he didn't even like he didn't tell them he didn't tell them he didn't tell them to said, go
0: pound sand he said I cannot be a part of creating
1: right creating something for your, your lifestyle your
0: yeah. your same sex wedding and he just you know and he cited religious objections to that and okay, any reasonable goddamn person would be like, okay, this guy's kind of a dick well whatever. we'll go to, we'll right. go to the next shop And that's down the, the argument street.
1: but any reasonable person wouldn't travel out of their way and go to multiple different bakeries looking for the one that would refuse service and right. then throw a fit
0: and so here's the interesting part just from the little bit of research that I was doing um, <clears throat> actually what had happened was, It was not the couple. The couple didn't sue Phillips. The couple, I believe, filed a complaint. Colorado must have some kind of a civil rights commission. I don't know.
1: Colorado's stupid.
0: Yeah, I know. Colorado has a civil rights commission. My understanding is that they filed this complaint with the civil rights commission who levied some type of penalty against uh, this Phillips and the Masterpiece Cake Shop. And the Supreme Court heard the case on in December of 2017. They made their de- they made their decision in 2018, and they actually interesting. It was it was a seven two decision, and their decision wasn't even that. Like they didn't they didn't decide on the facts of the case. All they said was that all they said was that the um, this Colorado Civil Rights Commission violated Phillips's. Uh, First Amendment rights by levying a fine against his religious objections. Right. Essentially, um,
1: I. I think all of that is bullshit. Well, but
0: but so here's my thing:
1: like, Colorado's you, becoming a communist country just like California. <laughs> okay,
0: hold on. You're you're defaulting. You're defaulting back to your your corner. All, all that I'm saying <laughs> though is that you make it difficult for me to support. Uh, gay rights, because, because, again, as I, I will say that I tend to be a little bit, I have been known, believe it or not, Zach, I have been known to fall to the right of the center. I, really? I had no it's idea. crazy. It's, that's, that's crazy, man. Um, it just, it, that's kind of just how I, guess. that's how I tend, it? that's how I, I may possibly be a little bit to the right of Attila the Hun. <laughs> <laughs> but with that, though, I will say there are certain things, like, I am not completely partisan. I will not say that just because the, you know, say the Republican Party may be anti same-sex marriage. I'm not going to just jump on that bandwagon. Like, crazy, crazy freaking thought, man. I have my own brain. And I think for myself. What? So I know I know it's dangerous. That's dangerous
1: it's in dangerous. the world of politics. I know that's dangerous. Regardless of what side you're exactly. on. If you that's don't have that delirium, you're dangerous wrong. talk,
0: man. Um how dare But you? I don't so I don't how dare, how dare you, you? <laughs> So I don't tow that party line and, and I honestly like Generally, I am, and this goes against my own religious beliefs, right? Like, no. generally, I am pro-same-sex marriage. Like, I don't I don't care. I, think I just don't well, care. Well,
1: so my thought on it is I may not personally be right, for right, it, right. but I don't think the federal government should be in the bedroom. Right, well, Regardless and, that, and that's of just that it. how that goes, I think that same-sex marriage, I kind of follow the Ted Cruz, kind of Donald Trump theory on that, is it should be a state decision even well, though i don't personally i don't think even you think you should stop anybody from being miserable in their marriage
0: <laughs> hey if you want to be miserable like the rest, the rest of, of us bro, schmucks go right you ahead. Know, come
1: on dad dude with pokers on wednesday it's a 20 dollar buy-in like <laughs> it's a trap. i don't give a shit <laughs> no all
0: all that i'm saying it's is it's it. a trap no all that i'm saying is like i don't i might personally think that You know, my religious beliefs aside. I'm not going to. I might personally think that same-sex marriage, whether right, wrong, or otherwise, I think that if you want to get married, be miserable like the rest of us, (laughs) Godspeed. Right. God bless you. I don't care. Do your thing, homie. But where I start to draw a line is when you start using the power of the government to force me as a private business owner to cater to your same-sex wedding. That's where I. That's where I draw the line. I'm sorry. That's where I draw the line. Yeah.
1: I. I was thinking about this. You know. I think what I'm gonna have to do, is I'm gonna go around and find a, a like a, a, a bakery that does Black Lives Matters, um, cakes, mm-hmm. and then demand demand that, that they, they make, make a you blue, a Blue Lives yep. Matter
0: cake, and then when they don't, and then you when sue they're them. like, Pff,
1: no, defund the police, Black right. Lives Matters, I will sue them, or. Correction: I will file a complaint. I think that's bullshit too, though. Like, right. Well, because okay. there are some douchebags out there that are police officers that would actually do that shit, and they need to grow the truck up as well. Yeah. That's a whole another rabbit hole so, uh, that I'm not gonna go down today, but.
0: But so here, here's the itch- anyway. Here's the interesting.
1: Moving on.
0: Here's the here's forward. the here's the here's the thing that I find interesting about it though. Did you know it's a seven-two decision on uh, the uh, that masterpiece cake shop case? Was a seven-two decision. I'll give you one guess: who dissented in that case? <sighs> Tying us into the original theme of of this episode. Guess the name of one Supreme Court justice who dissented in that case.
1: Kavanaugh.
0: No. I don't... He wasn't even on it. I don't think he was on it. That was before that, that shit
1: show even started. Oh, don't get
0: me started on that. Ugh.
1: Me too. You no, know, it was Gorsuch. And uh, who else?
0: Was Roberts was the one that... No, Kennedy. Anthony Kennedy was the kind of rhino one that stepped down but then they had to pick like another moderate or yeah, whatever. Okay. Doesn't matter.
1: Know. Okay. Stick to your beliefs, don't okay. be a bitch.
0: Exactly. Who who were we discussing at the outset of this episode? Uh she died, who yeah. cares? Wow, whoa. Dude, I just I just went on like a 10-minute long rant about how she, regardless of her politics, she was a human being, she was very accomplished, it's, and that we should be proud my understanding, of her
1: accomplishments. From my understanding, she was amazing. Regardless of her politics, she was an amazing human being. Right. She made waves. Yes. And women rarely make history being quiet. So... Godspeed, God bless, I hope she's in a better place, doesn't have to deal with all this bullshit. <laughs> well, I think uh, I think
0: she finally just gave up because she knew she was going to have to decide the 2020 election.
1: Oh my God, don't <laughs> fucking... <laughs> I'm just uh, going to leave, I'm done. Uh, That's going to be a shit show too.
0: I'm not even looking forward to it. No, no dude, because like, no matter who wins,
1: everybody's going to lose. Yes, because here's the thing. If because Biden wins and Harris becomes the president... <laughs> And you know that's gonna—that's not even funny, dude. That's exactly how it's going to happen. Because yeah. I guarantee you, and I think you said this a couple of weeks ago, yep. six months into Biden's they're gonna, presidency, they're going to turn six. around. They're gonna and gonna they're going to say, well, Democrat he's unfit. The is going
0: to start attacking him. Yep. yep. And
1: Harris is going to become the president, which is a whole other shit show that we could go down a rabbit hole okay. on about how oh, she yeah. didn't win the primaries. Yep. So they had to chicken wing that. Crap. But not even, dude,
0: not even that. And then... She Radical leftist?
1: Oh my God! All that crap. I just want to say this: all that crap that they give Trump crap about with the southern border yep. all started with her when she was head of DOJ. Just say it. Who?
0: What? Harris? She wasn't the head of the DOJ.
1: No.
0: Um, you're thinking of
1: uh, S- whom? I think Susan about? Rice. Susan? No, she was after Susan Rice because Susan she Rice kind of bounced.
0: Kamala was not in the Obama. Oh, wasn't she? Ah, uh, cabinet. No, she was a senator. She was either a senator or she was sleeping with Jerry
1: Brown to work her way up California <laughs> politics. Uh, okay, too soon. Enough. Anyway, she's going to end up becoming president, and that's just going to be a shit that show. That scares the shit out of um, me. But
0: no, okay, but even, okay, so set set that aside. Whether, Regardless of her personal politics, which I think she is way too far to the Satan left. Satan spawn. And... But you know, and and I'm trying to be uh, intellectually honest here because even if even if say if the tables were turned, right, and you had somebody who was a radical right winger, right, like a, like a, almost almost an anarchist, they want they want such little government that you would almost categorize them as an anarchist. I would be against that person as well because I do understand the government has to serve. The certain, government does have functions. a certain role. Protecting me against threats foreign and domestic. That's about
1: it. Yeah, that's it, though. But but whatever. that was by design. Right. Anyway. But, so,
0: okay. Here's my issue, though. Politics aside, whatever whatever your political beliefs are, set them aside. She did not win the nomination.
1: No, she didn't. That scares I,
0: That's... Th- this is how... I mean, this is how coups happen. Like, I, she did not dude, win I the remember, nomination.
1: Yeah. This is all... This is all... Planned out. This is all planned out. So I remember when Biden won the primary nomination, and there were like little fucking liberal crybabies like panicking. Please don't make me vote for Joe Biden. Yeah, I
0: remember that. Yes,
1: and so now y'all got to vote for Joe Biden, so that Kamala Harris. Well, and I think I
0: think they did that on purpose. I think
1: that they knew they
0: knew that the radical left base didn't want to vote for Joe Biden. But they knew they would vote for Kamala.
1: Well, no, I think Kamala. the problem is is they Kamala. they wouldn't vote for Kamala because she's too radical, and well, the majority no. okay. of the liberal so party the, here's is more the, but, progressive. Okay. Here's another. More, but here's, a ver- centrist. Here, here's another. Very That's in- how they're gonna get Minas- uh, Minnesota and here's a, but so here's Colorado another. Here's and- another
0: very interesting point that I've I've been putting a lot of thought into. You know that. The difference between most, most, a majority of Democrats and Republicans is like 5%, right? It's like a 5% tax rate. Or it's a you know five percent of you know whether of government involvement like the right. differences between the average it's Republican Democrat look at okay but look at look at like myself and my wife right mm. when we first met she was just a diehard Democrat
1: couldn't her whole couldn't, family her whole
0: like couldn't no. convince her otherwise right no. and then we started actually having conversations about things I think and that
1: would solve a lot of problems that we have with what's going on with the followers of the politics these days is just re- like just just sitting down each and other. having a conversation but, instead of but, screaming so in their but face but here's
0: the thing though is you have to be able to have and the, it kind of just kind of happened to us by default because you know i she you know you know <laughs> you know <laughs> uh, because i can't i can't blame that gesture <laughs> kyle I, I can't blame go, that gesture I so like when we first met, right? I'm not going out on a date with somebody that I'm Trump, 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 Trump. <laughs> somebody that I'm courting, we'll say. <laughs> and I'm not gonna sit there at dinner on our date and be like Goddamn Democrats! <laughs> I hate you! I hate you so Guns. much! Like, right? Yeah. Gun
1: control sucks. Right. Like, fucking, you know? Uh, oh, fucking Trump, Democrats! Trump, Trump, right. Trump.
0: So, but it put, it put me in this position where I had to actually sit down and have an, an articulate conversation with her and be like, "Hey, what? Uh, you know why why do you think that taxes should be so high?" And then we would start talking about (laughs) like
1: fair share,
0: but then we would start talking about like okay, well, like well, part of like part of the reason why you pay such high taxes is because it goes into you know uh, social welfare programs. Okay, well, so do you not think that maybe we invest a little bit too much money into our social into our social welfare programs? Shit show. But then, but then you know we would start. I would start picking out like you know, certain people be like, hey, well, you know, like, I know this person who's perfectly able-bodied and doesn't work, but collects from these social welfare programs. And then we would have this conversation. And then she would bring up, well, what about this specific person who is... Uh, got this disability and they're not able to work and they need this money to be able to live and I would say you know what I I, I generally I agree
1: with you yeah, that's what that program was meant for exactly like I've had that conversation too well what about this person well that's what the that's what it was actually designed to do but, I but think, it's been bastardized by all these okay but so now okay here's, a, here's another so here's another perfectly uh, capable here's
0: another perfect example where she was uh, I don't want to say she was anti-gun, but she was definitely not. Okay. All right. Have you ever seen the jokes where like, you know, how pro gun are you? And then there's like a picture of a guy driving a tank.
1: Yeah. That's where I was. That's 100%. <laughs> like, that's, I think, uh, I think you should be able to. Okay. To check so, you know
0: that shoulder mounted. Um,
1: <laughs> uh, Registration. That
0: shoulder mounted rocket system where, like, you know, you hit fire and it, it shoots and it out goes. and then it, up yeah,
1: in the javelins. air. Yeah, javelin, javelin, yes. Yes.
0: I would like to own a javelin.
1: Uh, me too. Okay. And I think that if the government says you can't, that's. That's
0: an infringement.
1: On. What like, part of
0: "shall not be infringed" did you not understand? <laughs> okay, but so with that
1: aside, thirty-two million dollar <laughs> friggin' rocket. <laughs> ah, I should be able to buy that shit. Hey,
0: if I have thirty million dollars, and you want to stop me, <laughs> piss off.
1: So, God but, bless America. God, I love this country. I love this country so, so much. But so I mean, technically, you can buy a fully automatic <laughs> assault rifle.
0: Yeah, well, it just with,
1: costs you. You know,
0: it's it's. It's unreasonably expensive. Oh, my God, right? So, but it's another perfect example of how people from two different sides of the political aisle sat down and had a conversation. Because, like I said, you know, she had never owned a gun. She had never shot a gun. Right. She had never right. been around guns. Her It just wasn't a priority in her family. Well, then you look at my side where my family grew up. Hunting, shooting, being around guns—like, like like when you know, when I was a kid, like guns were around. Mm -hmm. I had, I had access to firearms, and you know what? Did I ever go shoot up a school? No. No, because at a very young age, I was. My dad brought me out with a gun, and he said, "Okay." This is how this is the trigger. This is the safety. We never point guns at people. We never do that. We never do that. You always know what you're pointing the gun at. You never pull the trigger unless you're ready to destroy whatever you're pointing right. the gun at. And so we had this conversation and he taught I've,
1: you respect for the right, for the for, the, t- for the tool, yes. right? And this so is specifically what this hammer is designed for. Right.
0: And so that turned into us going out to the range and she yep. shit her pants the first couple times sure, like sure she didn't know
1: well that's it's kind of a scary i mean you know there's well a lot and, of I noise. Think, there's and i think when, recoil and i think
0: it. when you spend you know 26 27 whatever however old she was when we first mm-hmm, met mm-hmm. when you spend that many years of the impression that guns are these scary, evil, terrible things that just murder people, like, yeah, you're going to be scared when you sure. end up in that situation. But we we did it. She Nobody died. We did it several times. Right. Nobody died.
1: She seemed, the last time uh, we went out to the range and she was out there, she seemed really comfortable around the whole, like, we, she didn't shoot or anything, but she seemed really comfortable yeah. around. It was still a little loud, and I think that made her a little nervous, but... You weren't there. I went I out was with her, handling my my patrol rifle around her, and she seemed like she's. I went wasn't out with really her a couple. I went out her.
0: with her a couple months ago. Granted, I set it all up. I loaded up the mags. I, you know, I set it all up for her. Yep. But I put my steel out at a hundred yards, and I'm over at another stall just dicking around with a different gun, and I'm not even like paying attention to her, and she's just going to town, and I'm just hearing Bing, ping,
1: ping. Yeah, bing, rock on, dude. Bing, and that's the fun bing. part. And that's how you get them. Like I said, two seconds, you know, when we had that stupid, it cut out, and we had that hard edit. That's 100% why I want to get a twenty-two pistol
0: mm-hmm.
1: with a suppressor. Mm-hmm. Because the thing that scares people the most is how loud it is. The
0: noise and the and, recoil. And the
1: recoil. And so twenty do don't kick mm-hmm. at all, barely. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, suppressors make it a little quiet. That's well, how I got my wife shooting is I get her a little <laughs> 22 long rifle mm-hmm. and I put a little, I put a little target little, out little there at 50 yards and, and I yep. was like, have at her, homie. Mm-hmm. And she was putting rounds in the same hole like 25 yards and, dude, she loves it. She likes doing the lay down in the prone and do the, anyway. Yeah. So that's yeah, a side note, yeah. sorry.
0: But so, yeah, and so I think that that relationship between us has been... Uh, integral in us both finding common ground.
1: Yeah, right? I was going to say she I mean she's probably still got pretty
0: I think she's kind uh, of her come own, toward she's come toward the middle. But she,
1: yeah. Um which I think is really cool. I yeah. think that makes things interesting that cuz my wife agrees with absolutely everything that I say and it's it's kind of boring. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit because she's like aha, uh-huh, I agree and it's like, well right. Okay. Moving well, and on. you know
0: I, I think in in general I think one thing that's brought her more to the right. I think, and I'm gonna just come right out and say it: if you're a Democrat, listen to this, which I don't think you are. I doubt, but, but I have you are, a
1: old supervisor who used to be pretty liberal, so you never I know.
0: I think if you are, uh, your party is really screwing yourself on this. If if you guys are gonna, agree. T- if you guys are gonna continue with the anti-law enforcement sentiment. Good luck in November. That's all I'm going to yeah, say because buddy. I do think statistically your narrative is not supported by facts. Nope. And there's a silent majority in America that
1: it does support law ginormous. enforcement. It is
0: and huge, huge, huge. huge. If you're going to make that your argument for running uh, this year, you're going to lose. Good, any, bad, or otherwise, that is 100% gonna the reason and why look Trump's going to win. look at, you know, just this this and last...
1: Not exactly the thing that thrills me the most about this. Anyway, sorry, as yeah, my two cents. Did
0: you see that article that I put
1: out on Facebook here the last couple of days? Probably, but... From the me.
0: Minneapolis City Council.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're going to defund and disband the police, and then... The, You know, three, four months later, it's where the police. Why is crime rate so high?
0: I cannot help but laugh, and it's not the definition
1: of mental handlo. Anyway, that's just retarded. But but here's what. Sorry for being so blunt.
0: Here's what pisses me off, though, is because you've got, you know, hundreds of thousands of good, honest, law-abiding citizens in the city of Minneapolis or in the suburbs or whatever that area of Minneapolis. And they're suffering from this radical leftist agenda you, and from their city council. So
1: is it's from the last time they talked about taking the police out, and that I'm not talking about 2020, I'm talking about the last time they talked about defunding the police without calling it that or, or limiting the police presence in, in uh, poor na- black neighborhoods. A lot of the community members in those neighborhoods that mm-hmm. weren't committing crimes, that mm-hmm. weren't a part of the local gang, we're freaking out like, hey, why are you leaving us to the wolves? Like, We would want you, the police here. We love you... the police because they keep us safe from these gang members. All these people, and, and I will die on this hill. There's a lot of hills that I'll die on. I've been listening to the podcast, and I die on a lot of hills, but I'll yeah. die on this one too. All these people who are screaming and crying and complaining about the police uh, being too much and wanting to limit the police, they're all... For the most part, either criminals, mm-hmm. or they have family members that they know are criminals or, and don't want to get.
0: Or it's the it's the elitists that have or, private yeah, the people security. That don't have to or live in those neighborhoods. They're not living in the neighborhoods that are being affected by it, and that's what irritates. Honestly, me I
1: think that I I I tell you what I will listen to the argument for defunding and limiting the police in poor neighborhoods when those community members mm-hmm. are the ones talking.
0: Are about the ones it. calling?
1: For I'm it. not no. talking about the mayor of what minneapolis yep. who actually got booed off the stage at yep. a black lives matters yep. protest for saying i don't want to defund the police which i found hilarious because they ate their own that day yep. um no I, it's, it's you know the, it's the
0: leftist you know elitist yeah, that they're don't, not the ones they that have don't to don't deal have with to, not having but, the police but that's that's how this always goes it's it's socialism for thee but not for me Right, because it's the and effects of their policies. freaking college they, students would figure that they out. They never feel the effects of their terrible policies. Right. Right. Defund the police means let's take the police out of these poor black neighborhoods, and then these these good, honest people that are living in these neighborhoods are feeling the effects of that. They're suffering. Their families are being being they're shot and being killed targeted. by their by these higher crime rates.
1: in the face through the window while they're doing their homework because that's how it always happened and then they wonder then, where were the police right well, you're the people you keep voting for are the ones that are taking that are the cops out in the ghettos yeah they're the ones taking the police away from your right. neighborhoods letting these gangbangers right. run around because
0: i don't know every single cop i know got into this job it because, blows my because mind that they want to help, help
1: people Democrat, because honestly.
0: they want to help i want to help people you want to help people
1: it drives me up the wall that I'm not doing this job because I that's just I love right being out there and helping the community and solving those problems.
0: And you know, you can put me I you put me in the, the roughest, most violent, terrible neighborhoods. I will and do but, I will die trying but to make I will that a but place. if I go in there knowing that there are good, honest, innocent people in there that are suffering, I am okay with that. But it just drives me up the Absolutely. wall when you see these people calling for the dismantling or defunding of these police departments that are doing the best that they can to try and protect these people that can't protect themselves. And then the people that are calling for this are not the ones that suffer from it. There that pisses is, me
1: off. Yes, there is. And I will never find her now on Instagram. There it's is a Instagram issue. is terrible. Because it, dude, <laughs> is it though? I want well, that, that patch. That's, that's an awesome neat. patch, dude. That is neat. Anyway, there is a politician on um, that's running in Baltimore on a Republican ticket, who straight up is like, "You're being lied to," and she's running on the the ideal that or the idea that you know all right. these politicians are making decisions for you and they have no like they have no, no understanding of how you, you go what you go through right. they have no understanding of your daily life they have no understanding of the nonsense that you deal with vote for me cuz i'm a you know i'm i'm a community member that made it out of the hood or the ghetto or this poor neighborhood or whatever the kids are calling it these days or the politicians calling it these days vote for me and the funny thing is is these people, like the, the people she's running against, are like, um, well, you don't live in those neighborhoods either. And her comeback is mainly like, yeah, but neither do you. The I difference is out. is that, you know, I actually understand what these people are going through and I want to help them versus you making policy that will never affect you, but affects them every single day. Right. I don't, I generally, it blows my mind when I see people in these It's modern day slavery, if you ask me. That's the the, and that's a rabbit hole we could go down too. Right, but okay.
0: But so here's the thing, though: is you have to and and again, I I don't mean to keep throwing out, uh, you know, Ben Shapiro here, but he makes the
1: the little guys just got. He's got a lot of pretty
0: good points. Kind of smart. So one of his uh, one of his arguments that he brings up is that he tries very hard not to ascribe. Negative motivations toward people that he disagrees with, and and you can see Which that is a good policy. You can see that proven in his his weekly uh his Sunday specials, where he'll bring he'll go out of his way to bring. I li- have a
1: lot of respect for he'll bring both liberals sides of the aisle who will are willing his, to do that. He'll
0: bring liberals onto his show, and they'll have a cordial conversation. He just did one with uh, Matt Iglesias, the guy from Vox, it was a good episode. And, you know, to be honest, the guy didn't say a whole hell of a lot that I disagree with.
1: You know what's funny, what's interesting? I've noticed that if you take all this infighting out of the picture and actually start listening to the ideas that aren't insane, which I think these ideas that are insane are pandering. Right. personally. I well, think a lot but, of that is okay, pandering. But, you, but if you take a lot of these ideas and you start looking at them side by side and I was thinking about this while we were talking about guns and gun control and stuff um, we probably agree on 90%, 85% of everything we just kind of go about it in two different ways because um, I agree, shooting up a school is terrible, right? right. But I don't think that Taking people who would uh, never, ever, ever in their life shoot up a school and taking their guns away is going to solve by, that and problem.
0: punishing them by taking their guns
1: away. Or right. making them felons overnight by right. saying, you know, by so- all oh, your barrel's are, half yeah. an inch too short. Right. So we may, we probably agree. And I, I, you know, because your wife's family is pretty liberal, and I was talking to uh, her bridesmaid, yeah. um, and one of your. Your your brother-in-law now, and, and yeah. we were talking about gun control, and they're pretty, like, pro-gun control. We were talking about it, and, and 99.9% of the time, my response was, I agree, but, right. you know, I don't think... I think if you take a lot of this infighting away, if, I, if I'm if i tracking the thought that I had 20 minutes ago or 10 minutes ago, um, I think if you take all this infighting out, we probably agree on a lot of the same things. We yeah. just... Disagree on how you'd implement them. And I have lo- I think that. Okay.
0: Oh, hold on one second. I have long thought, and I haven't really said this, but I have long thought that generally, the in the moderates. I'm not talking about the extreme on either side of right, the aisle. Because those the, people are the moderates.
1: Would never. The anyway.
0: goal. The goal is the same where they disagree is how we get there.
1: Yes. The goal I agree.
0: for both the left and the right is for a more prosperous society in America. Absolutely. And so whether it's the right that says, "Okay, let's empower the individual to make themselves better," or it's the left that says, "Let's empower the government to make individual to give in individuals the tools that they need to be better." Right. We all agree that we want the same outcome. We just disagree we just, on just, how to get there. Yeah,
1: we just disagree but, on how to get there. Okay,
0: but so here's the point
1: that I wanted to bring up, though, because
0: this is what scares me. Because what another another thought, though, is uh, I think that you've got a base. Just like the, the Republican Party has a base, and then the Democrat Party has a base. And I think that in that, and, uh, what is it, the what do they call it? The, the 70% model where you have 70% of the right wing and 70% of the left wing where all they really disagree on is tax rates and the amount of, the amount of government involved. Right. Right. And so, but now you've got 70% of each side of the party, each party that disagrees on minuscule things. But now I, I, it scares me because, and this is, this is where I got my wife, right? Because when I explained to her, Hey, uh, your party is being overrun by radical leftists, like people that don't fall within that base of the Democrat Party, um, and so and w- w- my my examples for this are are pretty basic, right? You look at. It's it's the shifting of the Overton window, right? Where what used to be right? How are you familiar with the Overton window no. concept? Okay. Shit. So the concept of the Overton window is is the idea of what the window of what is considered acceptable uh, societal discourse, right? Okay. So right now, one thing that we would consider to be well outside of the Overton window would be pedophilia, right? Uh they overwhelming majority of society says pedophilia is disgusting. We don't support it. We're never going to support it. Like if you're right. if you're Most a pedophile
1: people think that if that you're a pedophile you should, should you should you should be in
0: prison, right? Right. Um something that's inside the overton window. Um we should we should generally care for American citizens uh, and make sure that, you know, we should, we should help people that are living on the street. Absolutely. Right. Whether you're the most, the most conservative people I know, they still don't like the fact that there are homeless people in America. Right. But, and, and so you look at like, so say you have two different, two different sides of the spectrum of the, right. of what is the Overton window? And you have, say on the extreme left, you might have people that say that the tax rate should be 90%. On the extreme right, you have people that say... There should be no income tax at all.
1: <laughs> Throw the tea back in the harbor.
0: Exactly. Really. Right. <laughs> and so we might joke. <laughs> anyway, but so conservatives might joke that there should be a zero percent tax rate.
1: But I understand that there is a but reason the, the for co- taxes. The con- I just wish they'd be put towards <laughs> potholes in my right. community. But
0: so the consequence <laughs> the consequence of calling for a zero percent tax rate means that we have no military. Now a conservative right. a conservative would look at that a conservative would look at that and say, Well, we need a military, because if we don't have one, we're going to get attacked and we're going to have another 9-11. So I will say, hey, I'm willing to pay a certain amount of taxes in order to ensure that we have a military, that we have a presence across the world to ensure that we don't get attacked again like we did on 9-11. Right. And that's acceptable discourse within this Overton window. But what scares me is the fact that the I feel like the political left is being so subverted by uh, radicals that call for things and, and and you only have to think about things like look at the the abortion debate right do you remember 10 15 years ago when the argument was safe legal and rare yes right what they wanted was it was the right to choose it was it wasn't right. about it wasn't about whether or not you could have an abortion it was about women's rights and and who I don't I don't want to argue against women's rights I want no, women to right? be able to have the same rights as men and I think overall I think I think women have the same rights as men It'd be pretty cool if men had some of the same rights as women <laughs> so but the point <laughs> but, the, but the point that I'm making right is 10 15 years yep. ago yep. the Overton, oh, yeah. what fell within the Overton window of, of acceptable societal discourse was safe, legal and rare yes now we have what? shout your abortion
1: Which, we have holy
0: shit but and we this have is why,
1: this is why aliens don't visit our planet
0: but but so you have that aspect of it and you have now um uh, again going back to Ruth Bader Ginsburg who was a dissenting uh, vote on this case about partial birth abortion yeah I'm sorry but if you're if you're arguing for the ability to murder a child as it's being born, I can't. I, I. I can't have a conversation with you. There's no. I'm, I'm there's no common ground much, there.
1: I am just as much against murdering a child who's being born as I am murdering a person. Like, right. But, like, but so, like, I. I don't think that you should be able to murder a baby who's two days old, just right. as much as I don't think you should be able to murder a baby who's. You know, if its if its head then, is
0: sticking out, but yeah, the rest of its wrong. body is in, what
1: of So the, my stance on this is that it's immoral to end human life. But oh, I, on I the I other personally, side of that is if I'm willing to shoot somebody in defense of myself or a third party, I should be able to, like, if the baby, if if going through with the pregnancy is going to kill the mom and probably kill the child, I think there's <laughs> leeway there. Well, I, I do. I don't think that if you're a rape victim and that... You should be allowed to abort it. I think that that's uh, adoption. There are other right. If it's not gonna no, I think end if the it's, life of of if one or the cost, other. Or if both, it's gonna
0: cost the life of the mother, then yeah, I, I think, would
1: say. But that, that you know, if there's
0: a medical necessity for it, okay, that's a conversation. I'm But that's to it. Have.
1: Safe, legal, and rare, right? That's right. my stance on it. Right. But and and, I, and again, I'm for that, retroactive, like post birth, thirty five years. <laughs> But with no, but but with with that argument though, just take him out back. Just with with that though, um, the little bastard died. I just, I, I yeah, I, I don't. Uh, I, yeah. I, yeah. yeah, the it's abor- So the abortion. Okay. All right. so debate I, is such an extreme debate. Personally,
0: to have okay. So it's personally, my about. belief is that. I believe that life begins at
1: conception. I agree.
0: And I do not think that even as even as the mother of that child and I again this is this comes back to ascribing negative motivations to people with whom we disagree with, right? right. So if you say you not you but say that the person sitting in your chair mm-hmm. was the most radical liberal that I was having this conversation with and they were pro, you know, partial birth abortion, right? My personal belief is that life begins at conception and I think that it's a horrible thing to terminate that life when right. after it's been conceived. With that, I don't want to see uh, people that have abortions charged or have Oh, them, absolutely you know, not. I
1: don't think that that should make them I feel horrible around. I feel it's horrible for
0: I feel horrible for people that are put in that position where they have to make that decision. Um, and I don't think that they should be charged, but I also think that I, I, I think that our society as a whole is we've gotten to this point where it's become an option for us to murder our offspring. Yeah. I feel like something I, has
1: gone seriously wrong. It's kind of pretty close to the communist China. Exactly. So I just recently had a kid. My little dude is like 10 months old, 10 right. months old, a couple of days ago and i i sat down and thought about this at length and uh that's where i actually came with my decision cuz i could never i can't imagine the the it, it's such an insanely difficult thing to think about like mm-hmm. god what if cuz there was a moment there where we were actually kind of worried that
0: right yeah i, I remember you telling
1: me our that. little guy was going to come out um Either mentally handicapped or completely brain dead, mm. because a doctor told us or somebody some doctor screwed me. up, who yeah. should probably be sued. Yeah, we we you are money, gracious bro? enough not to sue that gentleman. Yeah. um, but it, it was something that my wife and I, or at least I, sat down and like legitimately thought about because all of a sudden the subject became very real. Yeah, um, do we do we end this because he's not going to be a a functioning person anyway or you know but,
0: but so here's my kid, and again so I, that's
1: i keep i don't in mind, envy anybody who has to make that decision especially so, okay, but in those situations keep people in who mind just aren't responsible and got knocked up and right. now they want to end it that that
0: makes me sick
1: that's disgusting like you're okay. willing to kill somebody because you couldn't wrap your whopper before you went to dairy queen like come on okay
0: but so all right so keep keep in mind that i i have never been in any sort of a situation of that magnitude where you know you were looking at the very real possibility of having a child with significant uh mental uh, uh issues right right um With that, though, who, and and say hypothetically I was in that situation, and I'm not trying to put myself in your shoes because I I wasn't in there and I don't know what it was like, but if I was in your situation, who would I be to decide that my future child would not live a fulfilling life? And I say that only because having worked in that situation where i've worked for group homes uh-huh. with individuals yeah, yeah, that, that that had developmental disabilities those are some of the happiest people that i've so ever known so that's
1: actually the big thing that i thought about like am i as a parent as a father going to be able to provide such a fulfilling right. life for this this little little person that's about to come out and have the and, world's most difficult struggle um, and but so and you
0: need to look at okay maybe I think I think this I think the circumstances are different given you know if, if he if you were to have been born with significant health issues mm-hmm. significant developmental disability to the point where you know uh, say there's no neurological function um, that's a different story as opposed to say you have a child that's born with uh, developmental disabilities. Just in general, say he's got um, severe autism or Down syndrome right, right. or something like that. And you know, if if you're say if, you know if your child is born and he's, uh, com- I don't want to say completely developmentally just uh, not there, um, that that's a different circumstance. But if he's Born, he's got developmental disabilities, say he's got, you know, autism right. or he's got, you know, uh, down syndrome, something along that, that field. Who, who would I be as a parent of that child to say, well, I don't want my child to suffer through that. So I'm going to terminate that, chi- that, that human being's life. Whereas, you know, Look, you gotta look. Did you ever see that video with the kid with Down syndrome where he gave that speech before Congress, where he said like, "He's like, I'm, yeah, I, I, have got this disability, but I'm happy
1: and I'm glad. Yeah. That I, I'm oh, glad yeah. that I'm alive." I've never seen that. I'll, I'll have to watch. You'll it. Have that to was play the conversation. But that was, and that's the thing is, that's the conversation that my wife and I had was you know is this something that like this is a permanent solution to a problem that may not be that big that serious like yeah he's gonna be you know he's he's gonna have a rough time and he's gonna have we're gonna have bad days Mm -hmm. but we're you know we're also gonna have really good days you're welcome thank you and uh you know there's gonna be awesome times and he's just we're just gonna love this little shit like (laughs) You know, and that was kind of how I landed on the opinion that I had. This is a recent – because until I was faced with that, it was abortion is bad, period, black and white. And now it's, you know, like now that I've actually – we actually had to sit and have that conversation. And and so
0: here's my thing, though, and and this is a conversation that I'm willing to have. If you tell me, like say that – I've had some second opinions, right? So, okay, so it's weird because we're in this position, right? We, mm-hmm. I, you were you were privy to this conversation with my wife earlier. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. Where <laughs> I'm privy you know we do a lot of things. <laughs> that you guys yeah. do
1: that's weird as shit. There's no, there's no, there's, <laughs> there's no, no filter. There's no holding. Oh, back. Oh, it's cool, guys. I'll just get up and leave. <laughs> there's no holding
0: back in this hashtag
1: house. the studios in the bedroom hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> This is real life in the real world. We ain't talking to no models. We got real girls.
0: So, but, you know, the,
1: the
0: we're, we're in this kind of crossroads in our life where, you know, we just got married and we're trying yeah, to figure you out. You need to like, start
1: busting out babies, <laughs> Kyle.
0: So we're trying to decide when the... <laughs> When the ideal time is for us to have kids. And we haven't really decided specifically when we want to do it. I, I being, being a
1: Catholic. Being a responsible person. Well,
0: and here's the thing. I, I am very, I'm extremely grateful. I have, I have a good life. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a nice home. I've got, I make decent money. She Mm. makes decent money. Like we're, I'm extremely grateful that we, we live comfortably. We could at any point have a child and we would be fine, right? Yeah. You're never, what do they say? You're never actually financially ready to have a kid. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, but with that though, you know, I think we, we could, we could pop out twins right now. We would have to, we'd have to pinch some pennies and make things sure. work, but yeah, we would be, we would be fine. We would not end up, you know, we wouldn't be eating government cheese. Like we, we'd be All fine. Right. And so with that though, it's kind of really we're just trying to decide what, what point at what point does it just line up with our both of our life goals that okay we're we're ready to have kids now, and I think we we could have one hey, tomorrow you've got,
1: we'd, we'd you've be got fine. Like, are you trying We've to say got something a few years? No, <laughs> you got you've got about. 8 to 10 years before it starts <laughs> to get weird like right yeah I, I mean medically no, because yeah, my yeah. wife is I my wife is a cradle robber like my wife is a good she's what 4 years older than me so Gee, what is she she's Thirty-nine. You're forty. Yeah, I'm thirty-five. She's 40, She's thirty-nine. And you so guys could sneak thing. like we. You guys could sneak
0: another one in there. We could.
1: I don't know if we're but going to, but the, we could. Here's the thing, though. A I do you'd have a little sister to take care of? <laughs> but like here's, here's, cool the, here's the
0: thing, though, is I wouldn't want you guys to put her health at risk, and that's to try and do the
1: that. Thing. That's because right. there's health issues there not to put my yeah. life out there but no there's I, issues there that yeah we no. got to consider as well so
0: and that there's that's not that's not on un, unnatural like you know right as, as you start getting up there well and, age, and like it what, becomes 40, less
1: 40 is like i think the, about 40 is where 40 you should, is where they you should probably and, start cutting well, it off so it's just there's a higher risk yeah. of uh down syndrome at oh, forty, right. uh, and I think that, I think away.
0: generally you have a higher risk of complications to the mother. Yeah, we, and, and, yeah. Once general. you start
1: to get to that age, yeah. yeah. You guys are perfect oh, we're fine. This. We she's got... still in her twenties, dude. Yeah, for like another month. Yeah, she's well. She well cried today almost. Oh, don't get me started. Holy shit, dude! I'm thirty-five. I'm loving it. I mean, my back hurts, but I think that's more to do with my <laughs> duty belt than <laughs> and my the weight of my family on my shoulders than. <laughs> Do you, ever, that do you ever, do you ever like,
0: once in a while get one of those stray hairs that's just, the the, the color doesn't really okay, fill out? Okay, so,
1: I gotta tell you this. It's been driving me crazy. So, where I work, I have to wear a mask the entire, almost the entire eight hours. Terrible. And I'm old enough that I got a little nose hair straggling coming out. Gross. Holy crap. That drives me crazy. Because I'm sitting there like, ah! like <laughs> Because <laughs> they, they sit there and... They hit the mask, (laughs) it drives me, oh my god, so if you're ever in my neck of the woods, and you come to Walmart, and I'm just sitting there like grinding my nose into my face, it's because the hairs are tickling my nose, (laughs) it drives me crazy, like I'm going to start plucking that crap, because it just, oh my god, up the wall, drives me, don't worry Kyle, you'll get there, my grandpa has ear hairs coming out, like it's a he could put him in a ponytail. Okay. That's coming, man. Dude, you, right. <laughs> I'm going to style it.
0: You remember you remember before I had a beard, right? Yeah. And it was weird. you, don't, you th- look yeah. like a child. So, shut up. <laughs> Do you you've seen that picture on my fridge, right? Like my it's like my first day yeah. as a cop from back like it's it's from back. several years ago. Yeah. It was literally my first day as a cop. I had no facial hair, no mustache, <laughs> no. I was shit. like I was like a dude, hundred and, you looked yeah, you looked I was a hundred and seventy five <laughs> pounds, so dude wet. I weighed would-
1: I weigh more than you now than you did back then. I was, no wonder why you felt like shit. Yeah,
0: I was a little freaking baby.
1: And <laughs> baby so, face, Kyle.
0: But so now, looking at my beard, right, like I've got that little gray patch. Yeah,
1: I, I've got a little... It's
0: not, on well, on so face. actually, that's not, that's not like an actual gray. No, whatever. It's, it's not, a like not a gray hair like you would think. It's It's when, I don't know what it is, it's been there since I first started growing gray hair. Or for growing well facial yeah hair, obviously I mean, shut up <laughs> it's been there since i started growing facial hair like it's not a gray hair it's, it's several gray hairs shut yes up. i know i can
1: see it from across the room
0: <laughs> it's just a weird i don't it I, I the doctor explained it one time he said it was kind of like having a mole Oh, okay. He said it was. Just, it's got nothing. He said it was from stress, honestly. But it start. Yeah, it started when I was like. It started when I was like fourteen, and it just. It literally just never it just, went away. It started and getting gray. Finally, at I Jesus. got to that. I got to that point in like my mid twenties, kind of pushing my thirties, where I was like, you know what, screw this, I don't care anymore, and I just started growing out my beard.
1: Yeah, screw it, screw Dude, it. Dude, I wish I could grow them. There's a lot of agencies out there that won't let you grow out a beard. I don't yeah. know why. Uh, yeah. I think that 2020 so I understand I understand why they say that I think it's an old way of thinking yeah um, I think that we're getting into the age where well I think clean cut and everything can uh, looks it's it's a professionalism thing it looks professional well and you wanna, uh, you but wanna, I think nowadays that it's become so normalized that a beard can look professional uh, same thing with tattoos I think yeah, that tattoos well, is a stigma that. Uh, you know, is from like the '60s <laughs> and '70s. Uh, you know what? I honestly, okay. Biker gangs wear beards or and tattoos. I think as long as there's not like jubbly titties on your arm or some <laughs> here's, crap. Okay, here's actually they can here, be very professional. Here's and my, I don't think that it scares nearly as many people beards or tattoos or here's, here's my here's my
0: opinion, here's my opinion on this. Right. So with beards and tattoos, I think unfortunately, I think actually the the mindset has shifted uh, more so out of necessity because I think there were a lot of guys and gals that were getting disqualified from cop jobs because of tattoos or beards or whatever. Right, because nobody think, wants
1: a chick with a beard. Right. And, <laughs> and I mean, so, I'm down for whatever, but, you know, whatever. But
0: I think that they were getting into this, this hiring crisis where they weren't getting enough qualified applicants and they started having to say, hey, maybe we should here's a standard that we can lax without actually jeopardizing the quality of employees. Yes. And so, okay, you can have tats, right? And here's, so here's a funny story because the agency that I work for now, when I first applied, uh, I showed up for the interview, right? I'm all dressed up in a, a suit and tie. Right. And everything. As I,
1: you should be. You
0: know, I do my interview and I go for my PT test. I came up in that, uh, in that culture where it was no tats, no beard, look presentable, right. all this, right. you know, clean cut, everything. So I had my nice haircut. I was shaved. I was, you know, everything. And I had a sleeve, uh, like a slip-on tattoo sleeve on my arm. Sure. Because I have, you know, my tat. I, when I got it, my intention was that it, it right, be up high enough that it doesn't stick out under my t-shirt. Right. When I got it, I was so jacked up and amped and happy and excited that I was getting this tattoo that I didn't realize that it sticks down below my elbow. About that much. Yeah, yeah. it sticks down about an inch or so below my sleeve length. Um, so I wore, I brought, I bought a sleeve, right? I had to right. wear it through cop school, so I brought it to this interview for this PT test. Anyway. So I show up for this PT test, and the dude proctoring the test kind of looks at me and he's like, "What?" what are you wearing? I'm like, oh, it's, it's, it's a tattoo sleeve. Like I, I didn't know, you know, I, I I wasn't sure. So I just wore it just to be safe. He laughed and laughed and laughed, shows me his tattoo. Yeah. Like, look at this. Yeah. (laughs) He goes, he goes, bro, don't worry about it. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So I slip it off. I throw it in my bag and I go do my thing. Well then, you know, several years later, we hire a guy who's got a full sleeve on one arm. And again, same thing it's the the culture has shifted to the point where we cannot afford to be turning down good qualified solid applicants because I, of the fact I that I wish have more
1: admins knew that though yep. like i, I think cuz that was an issue in my agency where we had a female officer who um she, she like she was clean she didn't have any she just turned 21 uh, when she went through the academy, we hired, she was the only place we, or she only applied for us. We knew her. She was one of our dispatchers. She barely even, like, we knew that unless there was something completely jacked up with her process that she was getting hired. Yeah. Uh, she checked with our chief, said, hey, what's the policy on tattoos? And initially it was, you're you're good to go. Like, to go. do it up, you know? Yeah. And she got, like, do, an entire. <laughs> hey. Yeah. She got, like, an entire sleeve. Yeah. And, and then she was all told of a she sudden, had to wear long yeah, sleeves to work. Yeah, all of a work. sudden she had to wear long sleeves to work that in is Colorado disgusting. in the summertime where it hits, on average... 95 to 100 degrees. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Time out. People were pissed. Time out.
0: If you're you're an administrator of a law enforcement agency and you play that
1: bullshit, you're a terrible person. Yeah. You're a terrorist. Okay. Um, And I will die on that Uh hill too. Oh, Jesus Christ. What are you, a cat? You got nine lives? Sober or in my current position. No, but so, but you know, it was, so this is the decent thing. Like I, I know a lot of people weren't huge fans of my chief. Um I was I liked my chief. I thought he was, you know, I mean he had his faults, but he was fair. I thought uh I probably lost friends just saying that, but whatever. Um but uh it was
0: the the way. Yeah. This is the It way. was
1: one of those things where instead of bitching about it to your, you know, coworkers, she actually went to chief and was like, "Hey, what the fuck?" And uh it was discussed and now, you know, we can as long as it was As long as they weren't scary. Like, as long as they weren't inappropriate.
0: Offensive. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: you can't have big old jubblies just chilling, you know, dancing on you every time you flex. I think so. Um, And hers was patterned. It was really nice, actually.
0: So I had a lady.
1: um, It ended up. She doesn't. Long story short, that took like three hours, but yeah. long story so, short, she doesn't She doesn't have to work wear, there anymore. Well no, or, she doesn't I don't work there anymore. Oh, she yeah. doesn't have to wear sleeves anymore okay. or anything, so So
0: I actually ran into this the fur probably the one and probably only time I've ever run into this. I was actually some of y'all might not know in a in a previous life I was a uh I was an empty horrible person. Yeah, oh, okay. No, I was an empty. you were a uh, horse. No, I, I was an EMT <laughs> on an ambulance uh-huh. for a while. And, uh, I was running a call one time and, you know, we were a rural agency. So there was yeah. a lot of, a lot of times pager goes off and you kind of just grab your keys and go and forget that you're wearing like a, uh, you know, a sleeveless shirt and a pair of <laughs> basketball shorts. Right. And, uh, <laughs> so, so I'm running, I'm, I'm, I'm teching this call and, uh, this lady in the back of the ambulance made a comment about my, my tattoo and, uh, it wasn't, like, bad per se, she kind of just was, like, you know, and she was much, much older, different generation, and she made a comment about how, like, I don't remember exactly what she said, but she was, I could tell she was kind of uncomfortable by my tattoo, and I, I actually, you know, things had, it was a stable, uh, transport, and I kind of just... Pulled my sleeve up and showed it to her and explained to her, like, "Hey, you know this this tattoo. Uh, while I understand that, you know, you you may disagree." Oh God! Hold on! Time out. <laughs>
1: I dropped, I dropped my fidget floor? i
0: dropped my fidget toy
1: i have this fidget spinner in the car yeah we've been over old. this before yeah. so um
0: but I, I pulled my sleeve up and i said you know I, I respect the fact that you may disagree with tattoos and and i don't really agree with getting them just for the sake of defacing your body um but my tattoo actually means a lot to me and i went through it with her and i said you know hey here's the Bible verse that it quotes. And this is why this verse means so much to me. And this is what the tattoo depicts. And this is what it represents to me. And this is why, you know, it talks about good conquering evil. And it helps me to stay motivated to be a positive force in the world. And it's and here's the initials of my family members and my close friends that I've lost and why it motivates me to do better things things or to better myself and hopefully in in uh, aspiring to be a better person in the memory of these people that are tattooed on my arm and I think I hope at least that after that explanation I think we both kind of came out of that interaction looking at things a little bit differently and saying, yeah. you know, I th- I hope that she understood that I didn't just defile my body just because I felt like it or I had extra money to piss away. It was because, <laughs> you know, it meant something to me. Right. And hopefully, you I know. Think,
1: I think most people, their tattoos actually have meaning right, to them. But, but of course, we all know that one guy. Like, I have right. a guy in the army that I knew who thought it was hilarious. This is how old I am. To tattoo the words, your name on his ass, right? And so. I, we all
0: know, we all know that one person who just gets random ink tattooed on their body just for the sake of doing it, and that right. that that irritates me too. But you know, the libertarian in me says, "Hey, it's your body, your you body, do whatever yeah, the hell whatever. you want to do. I don't care; It doesn't the, affect me. Do whatever."
1: Right. And on the other side, like I remember working a dude who was co, you know, coding, and I don't recall my boss's tattoo. Mm-hmm. stopping him from being able exactly. to help me work this guy exactly. so I mean, i've never i've guy. never once
0: i've never once rolled up on a medical and said oh this guy's got tattoos screw him yeah you know right. i it's never even a consideration so. so it really doesn't matter um you know and people can have their religious objections like my my grandmother god bless her i love her to death <laughs> Was she, she mad she does not like tattoos Um,
1: you know, and, and I think that's a generational thing, right? And, but you know what, the the Bible,
0: the Bible says that the body is a temple and that, you know, you're supposed to care for that temple and you're not supposed to defile that. And, And I understand that. And, but part of me says that, Hey, you know, given the explanation of my tattoo and what it means to me, I think that that It's, I look at it as a way of honoring those people and what it represents to me and not just a method of defiling my body just for the sake of doing that. Right. So there's that, you know, (laughs) anyway, uh, what,
1: what were we talking about? So we were talking about how this week on the weekly reload, yes, (laughs) that, uh, Coming up this
0: week on the <laughs> re- weekly an reload. hour and
1: eighteen minutes in, I think this has just become the episode.
0: Congratulations, this is now a
1: week long episode. <laughs> yeah, this is no longer a weekly reload. Um, this got rather political for a show that we really we didn't try want. to be
0: apolitical. But you know what? Here's the thing. Here, here's here's the point that I think I've, it's
1: necessary, though.
0: In today's climate, I do think it's necessary. And but here's the thing. Here's what irritates bummer, me: is I feel like I feel like you know. Uh, 10, 15, 20 years ago, you used to be able to say, this is the way that I feel, but I can respect the way that you feel. And so I think that us being able to present our political opinions doesn't mean that we're trying to alienate anybody. You know, we happen Whoa. we happen to agree on things politically, but I could bet you $100... For the most part. I bet you $100 we could bring my wife in here and have a heated discussion about political topics... Where we're n- none of the three of us are going to agree on things, but at the end of the day, we're able to wrap up that conversation and still be, you know, right. either close friends like, or I'm right. gonna I'm gonna lay You're down gonna next to, to my wife that to night wife. or yeah. whatever, you know. i gonna
1: throw you all the way to the doghouse. Right. But here's the thing: the good thing about all of that is that we, as friends can have that conversation. I think that's really, really important in 2020 and, and, is but, that we are able to talk to maybe our more liberal friends mm-hmm. and family. Because I'll be completely honest, when all this started, uh, especially with this election year, in the last four years, I've lost, like, Facebook has got pretty big, I, you know cause I've and, lost friends. I've lost family members who think that all cops are bad. Did you read and did you read my post? I really posted f- fucking sad did, to be honest.
0: Did you read? I posted a rant uh, around July. It was in the prime of all the George Floyd probably. stuff. It was a long it. rant where I pretty much said, I'm taking a break from Facebook. I'm tired of the politics, I'm tired of the drama, I'm tired of everything. Um, when I posted that, I went through my news feed and i purged a lot of people yeah I, and and it, but it but it it angered me because i took pride in the fact that i would keep people on my right, facebook with right. whom i had political disagreements because i understand that I, I, it's okay to disagree with people that is it's, yeah, impor- it's important it's an important part, part.
1: of yes. our societal discourse I couldn't agree more <laughs> because that's how you get that, I think, personally, free, I think that's how we come to conclusions, and solutions, I should free, say, not co- conclusions, but solutions. The
0: free exchange of ideas is is one of the most important elements of keeping our country uh, functioning, keeping yes, our country I alive. I agree.
1: I think that's the and difference between this country, uh, one of the greatest countries, if the, not gra- the, greatest, the, greatest, the country greatest country in the, history in the world. Of the world. Um, I think that is one and, of the and that's a hill why. that's a hill that I'll die on. Hundred percent. So, um, but
0: what scares me though is that, as I mentioned before, I feel like the Overton window is shifting, uh, such that I think
1: that wasn't me, bro. <laughs> was that the dog? I think that was the dog.
0: I think that attempts are being made to stifle that free exchange of ideas. I agree. And that I scares agree. me. Because, because that is,
1: well, the, the thing is, is that the fact that there's free exchange of ideas is what scares some of the political yes. elite. Yep. And I that's true on both sides. Because we're
0: supposed to pick our side and just hate the other side. And that's... I refuse to do that.
1: Period. I think there are 100%. things, okay,
0: and there are things, and that was the point I was getting at with when I said I was purging my Facebook, right? right. The people that I purged on Facebook were the ones that were posting, like, blatantly, like, anti-police rhetoric. Yeah,
1: makes, and, makes Christmas freaking weird. Well,
0: but so, and that was, <laughs> but I, I realized that that was affecting me, like, emotionally. like Like, this, it's, yes, it's a job, but I don't know too many jobs where your personal health and safety are on the line, and so I I take that a little more seriously than I would if, say, my job was to work at UPS or the grocery store or, or whatever. And so when I I log on to Facebook and I see people posting uh, like blatantly anti-police uh, content. I, 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 it started affecting my personal well-being and I had to say like, look, I I, I can't, this constant bombardment of negativity, I, I can't do it anymore. Right. And it wasn't a matter of not wanting to have that discussion because most of those people. We're not willing to have that discussion with me because I would, I would engage some of them and I would say, Hey, listen, I understand if you're looking at this from the outside, looking in and seeing these, like the video of George Floyd, that was a horrific video. But then I would say, but then I would bring up these
1: that are going to be changed. But then,
0: but then I would bring up statistics and facts and they were not willing to have that conversation with me based on facts and so at that point what am I supposed to do? I'm not going to sit here and keep getting berated just because I I have chosen to work in this line of work where my 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 physical safety is threatened because I want to try and help people and then sit here and listen to you berate me for it. Like I'm I'm just not going to do that. I'm not going right. to do
1: it. So I ended up yeah, when all this kind of started really in the midst of all of this, I lost uh, three Facebook friends. I pride myself on that. I won't just because, because I've got a, I've got a, a cousin who I love dearly. He is always been there for me. Hardcore. Democratic Socialist, whatever the hell that is. Hmm. Um, hard because it's it not means, a real it thing. Means, That's well, the joke. What it, what it's it not means, a real thing. What it
0: means is that you vote one time for a socialist, and then you never get to vote again.
1: Yeah, well, and, you know, <laughs> communism can be voted in, but it can only be shot out. Anyway, um, he is, like, hardcore socialist. He's very open about it. I love him to death. I refuse, like, we've had our conversations about gun control, and very heated, in fact, conversations about gun control. I, I pride myself on the fact that even though it can get very heated, that most of my friends and family are very, like, I, I've i gotten away with, uh, I've got some pretty good friends and family on the social media that will have a, a calm discourse on, on uh, these issues I've had to block. Or I've had to delete three people. One of them, unfortunately, was a family member who actually blocked me. Um, but she was so That's radical. Sad. It's the saddest thing ever, and it sure made Fourth of July friggin' weird. Um, which is kind of the point of what I was saying. Like I don't, I don't know, because she was like. I'm like sitting here bringing out statistics and facts because I, I will argue my point with logic and but critical the thinking. Ra- the radicals, And she's sitting here calling me a coward and telling me I'm a piece of shit. And I'm the, like. The radicals have no interest okay, in facts. Yeah, no, she, and she's so, man, the Kool-Aid must be great because she's drinking the shit out of it. Yep. And, um, you know, well, she blocked me because she sucks. And uh, I'll still love her to death. I'll love her till the day she dies. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it sure made, it was an interesting 4th of July. (laughs) I haven't talked to her since. She still talks shit about me on her social media. I know this because it's not like she blocked any of my other family members. And by the way, that drives me crazy when I get family members calling me up. Like, hey, Zach, did you hear what... So, and so like I give a crap what yeah. she says about me. Well,
0: and so okay, but so here here's another thing that really kind of irritates me and I've had this conversation with like my wife's family, right? They they mean well. And I love them to death. They're the nicest people. They would give you the shirt off their back. Right. And they're granted they they do just fine. They live comfortably, but they don't have a whole hell of a lot to give in the first place. Right. And they're amazing people. But when all of this kind of uh, BLM and the, the riots and everything started and they were posting a lot of stuff about that and I kind of commented like, hey, you know, I just want you to understand that the there's two different things in regards to BLM. There's the idea, the the general idea that black lives matter and nobody can dispute that. Right. I don't know a single, I don't know a single cop and I know a lot of cops. I don't know a single cop that doesn't believe that Black Lives well, Matter. Well, why do
1: you think I like? You've I do this have job a lot. Yeah, I do th- th- this job because I, I care about
0: I care about Black 100%. Lives. I care about White Lives. I care about Purple well, Lives. Like at, look, look, I don't care about at, the skin these, color of the people that look I help. At
1: these cops that are working in these neighborhoods yep. that are predominantly poor, predominantly black. Right. You think that they get up every day, strap on body armor and a badge, grab their pen of justice. And, and go into these go neighborhoods in these knowing neighborhoods. that this could be the last day that they ever do anything and they will never see their kids ever right. again. Just because, because they, it's a they, very dangerous because, neighborhood. Because they you think secretly because hate, they right? hate black people? Right? No. Like, because they don't want no. to, like, they wouldn't die for your right to right. be where you are right. and wish you the best ever and that they would give their lives for it. I never signed up to get hurt. Right. Or to be maimed or killed on my job, and but, but so, i give an awful lot for the people that I serve.
0: Right, and black, white, brown it doesn't orange, matter purple, what color. I don't they care are. what
1: color you are. You know, everybody has so, a right to live in in relative life, ease. liberty,
0: and the pursuit of happiness. And 100%. I will give, I will give my life to protect somebody else's right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But what irritates me though is we got into this debate with my wife's family where you know they were on the whole BLM bandwagon and like I like I just said minutes ago the idea that black lives matter is not one that I can contest because I wholeheartedly agree that black lives matter
1: 100%
0: but the movement the political movement of black lives matter the one that's out protesting and the they're calling for the um defunding and the dismantling of police departments like that movement is not one that i can get
1: behind i can't i just can't just no. they've openly stated that they're marxists they're for the destruction of the family no, they and don't want that's just
0: not something that i can yeah, support they just, so but so you have to separate you have to separate the the idea the idea that Black Lives Matter, like I said, is something that I am one hundred percent behind. Hundred percent. The movement of Black Lives Matter, which has been subverted by radical PLM leftists, that is not something that itself. I can support. And but yeah. so here's my issue though: is somebody within my wife's family made the comment that they are they support me as an individual? They support law enforcement in general but that they do not support the, their interpretation of systemic racism and oppression within the criminal justice system. And to that, with, this was almost worse than them just saying that they don't support law enforcement because my interpretation of that was that they're then saying, they're saying, no, I support you as an individual. I love you. I support you in law enforcement and et cetera, but... When you say that you are trying you you believe that there is some systemic racism within the criminal justice system, you are now saying that either either that I am either that I am a racist or that I am complicit in a system that you interpret to be racist. And either one of those is disgusting to me.
1: So that was Larry Elder. So that was one of the big things. I highly recommend everybody go listen to uh, the Rubin Report with Dave Rubin, who is uh, a liberal. A liberal. Yeah. I like listening to Dave because yeah. he actually has the balls to talk to people he disagrees with. And um, he was hardcore. Like, he was on the Young Turks, which is radical Left uh, yeah. liberal um, to the insanity yeah. or the you know the extreme in all of their insanity, he actually. What well, you mean on the one funded by the people that deny
0: the Armenian genocide?
1: I mean right. Well okay. Anyway, um, but he actually he brings on conservatives liberals. Um, he brought on uh, he was, well before I forget my point. He brought on a, a conservative black man named Larry Elder. Yep. And he actually, they actually got into a discussion about systemic racism. And Larry Elder, aforementioned black man, who said, you know, he asked, point blank, Dave, what, what, wh- give me an example of systemic racism. And Dave came up with an example of systemic racism. And <laughs> Mr. Elder's shit all over it. Do you remember? <laughs> and it you was remember, great. Do you remember
0: um, what his example was?
1: It was that there are some laws that specifically target uh, African the the black community. I think I don't remember. You know, and it's stupid. I are you talking? Are you re-watched. talking about like like the cocaine disparity? No, not Jim Crow laws or anything like. No, that. I'm
0: not. I'm not talking about Jim Jim Crow. I'm talking about so there are people that like to argue that there's a disparity in sentencing between powder cocaine and crack cocaine.
1: Okay, um, and I and I'll be I'll I've be the prob- first. I've probably heard about it, but it's not coming to mind. I'll be
0: the first person to admit that I haven't done the research uh, or in order to <laughs> <cocaine>. give. <laughs> I haven't done the research. I haven't done the research <laughs> or the cocaine to do the research in, in order to to make a, uh, a, a an argument either for or against this. But now right. I'll also say. As somebody who I, I think I fall generally to the political right, but I will say if there is a sentencing disparity between people who are uh, caught in possession of cocaine, like powdered cocaine, versus people who are caught in possession of crack cocaine, I think that's something that needs to be fixed.
1: Absolutely. So, And that's kind of how I see it too. I will be the first, I'll be front of the pack if I ever saw... That there was like a disparity right. or, or, but again, like so
0: that. I hate Especially to. Especially if it was
1: between like um, Larry Elder versus me. Like if I right. got caught with a specific amount and then he got caught, and that was different. You got a
0: higher sentence, and but yeah, you guys
1: are the same. Just because the same criminal history, sort of, and yeah. Points. And I all would that. be the yeah. first in line to be like, "That's fucked up. You yeah. should probably not do that. Like we need to change this, and I'll die on this hill." <laughs> <laughs> until you know what i will fight to the death for that because but, that's immoral and right. wrong and it and shouldn't so, be about that and i i hate it shouldn't be about hate, colors you know
0: i hate to default sex, back sex
1: gender social class that's i hate bullshit. to
0: default back to that bench barrel argument but he talks a lot about the um, people who who uh, kind of default to this Claim of systemic racism, but refuse to provide specific examples. Well, where you know, if you if you provide me with a specific example of something, a systemic, uh, a law or a policy or anything that that disproportionately affects minorities, please tell me what it is, so that we can fight it together. Right, and because that's what. Because it, if you want, because, okay, so if, say, <coughs> take it down to a field that both of us can understand. Say right. we work in a, in a city, a municipality as mm. law enforcement officers, mm. right? And if you come to a city council meeting and say, uh, say we work for the, I, I don't know, the, um, just a, a Memphis, say it's Memphis, Tennessee, whatever.
1: Because okay. so, we're so, nowhere near there. Yeah, so.
0: neither of us work for the Memphis Police Department.
1: I don't work at all. Exactly. Well so I'm a rent account.
0: Yeah. So but say say that both of us worked for the Memphis Police Department and that somebody came into the uh, the Memphis Police Department it, or came into a city council meeting, right, and said, Hey, I'm here to uh, express my outrage over systemic racism within the Memphis Police Department and as a are you
1: Sorry about that.
0: Trying to have an intellectual conversation here.
1: Do your thing. Do that. Watching Joey (sighs) Tribbiani on Fred. Jesus Christ. I
0: know, So Okay, so... Jesus. Say that, you know, you and I work, we work for the Memphis Police Department, and a resident comes in and says, I'm here to complain to the city council about systemic racism within the Memphis Police Department. And they say, okay, this is something we want to take seriously. What... What are you interpreting to be systemic racism? And instead of s- pointing out a specific thing, they just go, oh, it, what do you mean? What do you mean? Are you questioning me? Are you a racist too? Are you a part of this racist system? Um, and it's, no, yeah, it's...
1: Yeah, that's bullshit, and I, you immediately lose my attention when you do that. Right. Because I'm, but so, I, like I said, I'll be the first in line to fight for that, but...
0: No, if you come, come in, no, if something. you come in, if you come into this meeting with a date and a time and a location, a case number, and you say, Hey, on this night at this time, you stopped my, uh, my African American, uh, sister and you charge her with driving under the influence. You brought her into jail. You, you, you processed and cited and whatever, you know, whatever that legal process is. And then the very next night and here's the date and the case number and the time and all that. And you stopped my white neighbor and you just gave her, gave her a ride home and didn't charge her with DUI. Okay. That is that is an injustice, and that's something that we need to address.
1: Oh, absolutely! But and hiding I'll be first in line, and to I will be that. the
0: first person to tell 100%. you, hey, that is messed up, and we need to fix that. Both of them need to be charged with DUI. One
1: hundred percent.
0: But hiding behind this this broad blanket of systemic racism, it doesn't it doesn't help anybody to fix the problem. Right. Because you're now you're just attacking everybody who's a part of this system, and you're demonstrating that you have no interest in
1: actually fixing the problem. Right, and that's what irritates I agree. me, and that drives me crazy. So, <sighs> anyway, check out Dave Rubin, the Rubin Report. He talks to Larry Elder. He talks to a lot of people, but um, he actually speaks about uh, the conversation with Larry Elder when he did. Do you, do you, do you, and this was a point you were making: is nobody really ever comes up with examples, and that's what Larry Elder was was asking specifically, uh, Dave Rubens. Like, okay, well, you think that there's systemic racism in law enforcement or or the law or whatever? Give me an example. And um, that's what that's what uh, Ben Shapiro does, and and all these people that argue against that as well. And nobody generally brings... I applaud Dave for at least trying to, you know, this is what I believe. He's very open in saying that his political ideals shifted after this conversation, specifically this conversation, because a black man came in and... Was like, hey, yeah, no, there's a black president. Like, there, yeah. <laughs> you know, you guys, American, we got it pretty good. Like, American this is racist, bad as, as everybody says. You know, so um yeah. I highly suggest people go and listen to it if they're interested in politics. If not, don't worry about it, dude. I'm. You
0: know, well, and so, so here's another another one I wanted to point out. Um, I recently have listened to a really really good podcast, and I know I know we've plugged this guy before. Um, Andy Stumpf, cleared hot. Yep. Uh, is it's a great show. He within the last uh, less than a month because he well he did a two part show with a guy named Suresh Madhaven. I think. I apologize if I'm not pronouncing that Uh properly but he he did a a two-part episode i think it was god it was in total it was probably four hours long four four and a
1: half almost yeah between the two episodes
0: um but so he gets into a really good conversation with this guy um he was a police officer in new jersey and um he worked for an agency that it kind of sounds like and granted you have to take it with a grain of salt because you're only getting this one guy's uh perspective on what happened but it sounds like he worked for an agency that had some systemic problems he sounds like he kind of got railroaded by the agency um they didn't it sounds like they didn't want to hire him in the first place but they hired he was a person of color they hired him he had a lot of issues uh trying to fit in within the agency Uh, it sounded like after, you know, what, eight ten years of work in there, he, he kind of got railroaded. Um, and, and that's a conversation I'm willing to have because if, 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 if it's the case that this guy was forced out of this agency because of his skin color, that's disgusting. And I want that fixed immediately.
1: People need to be fired over people at
0: the highest levels of that department need to be gone and out of law enforcement but the fact of the matter is that his situation from from my my humble experiences in the law enforcement world he is the exception and not the rule
1: yeah i've never actually like so being being in the uh, kind of doing the things that i got to do in law enforcement and be put in the situations that i was put in i got to see i got to meet a lot of people from a lot of different agencies in a very specific state mm-hmm. And I never once, I never once met anybody ever who didn't think almost exactly the same. as. There may be some mm. uh, differences that we had in opinions on certain things. But oh. I've never met a police officer. Of the thousands of police officers, because I was an instructor, I got to go to schools yeah. and stuff. I met thousands of police officers who would die on the same hill that we would die on? On that, oh yeah, I, we fight a lot of battles on a lot of hills. A lot of
0: hills. Well, and so, but here's so. My, here's my thing, and this is the kind of the point that I wanted to bring up is the fact that you know what, I am not, I am not the be all end all of cops. I, I would no, never pretend. True. I would never pretend that I am. Um, I'm not an, really. I'm really not an instructor in anything. I don't know. I don't know all the cops that there are. But I'll tell you what. I know a lot of cops. I, I've met cops right. from across this this state. I've met cops from across the country. I know cops from the, the, my hometown. I know all. I know a bunch of cops from across the state that I grew up in. I know, I know a, of a, a lot well. of cops. And I will tell you the one thing that I can say unequivocally without debate i do not know a single cop that just wakes up in the morning and says i'm gonna go kill black person today i do not know a single cop that has that mindset there isn't
1: a single cop in this country that has that mindset
0: i don't you know what no i I, i'll even call i'll qualify it i am willing to i'm willing to cede the ground that there are racist cops
1: oh sure there are racist politicians and racist doctors and racist but, teachers right. and. But
0: with that, I think it's a, 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 an extremely small percentage of the total population of oh, that yeah, line of absolutely. work. absolutely. And again, I'm not going to pretend that I know any sort of a majority of police officers because I don't. All I can say is that my entire experience from from my uh, my childhood to going through high school, through going to college, through going to cop school, through uh, working as a cop, through being a field training officer, to being all of the training courses that I've gone through. Um, I've met a lot of cops in my 20, 29 years on this earth. I've never met a single cop that has made me stop and be like, "Oh, Dude, I, that guy that sucks. guy shouldn't yeah. be a cop. Hey, that guy, that guy is a freaking racist and he shouldn't be a cop. I've never and I'll be the first the first person to call it out."
1: Oh, 100%. If and I've I, met I've met cops who don't need to be cops, but I've never met I've, I've never, never met, met anybody one. who's ever thought that because of a person's certain gender gender or, or race, race or
0: ethnicity or has whatever ever
1: thought well that person is a, of lower class or a lesser right. person because of and 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 those i'll, I'll
0: and and i i can say with a small amount of uh you know i i don't want to make an argument from a position of authority but i will say that you know my experiences of being a field training officer uh i will be the first person and and i've got i've got my my trainees I've got their back like I, I I my job is to protect them and you know help them develop into yeah, a long fruitful career.
1: We all know that it's Fto is not a program designed to make people fail no
0: you're kind of a babysitter. but with that though, what I'm well, the point I'm getting at though is, That is, that is my line. That's my line in the sand. Like if you get in the car with me and we drive around for 12 hours and I even get the slightest whiff of an idea that you are a racist or that you are going to target somebody's religion or their ethnicity or their gender or whatever. Like, I I don't have the time of day for you. I will march into the chief's office that the next morning and say, this guy is no good or this gal or whoever they need to go.
1: That has actually happened. That happened at my agency. So when I was getting hired at my last agency, there was four of us. Three of us made it. The fourth guy, so a part of the hiring process for my old agency was you had to do a ride-along. Yep. And uh, so we were all doing our ride-along. And this one person, and I heard this you know, a year or two later, uh, this guy I actually went to the academy with, so I knew him, and it didn't surprise me one bit. Yeah. Uh, from a large metro, you know, we, we lived in Colorado Springs. Like four hundred eighteen thousand people live in Colorado Springs. That's where I went to the police academy. Um, he was from my academy, and he specifically was like, "Man, I'm so glad that you know there aren't any n words down here." And yeah, dude nope, went off. Done and I'm done. With yeah, you. I don't she, have the so time of day. For he you. said that all that shit he said during this ride along. What he didn't realize is the police officer that he was riding with was married to a black man, yeah. uh, who everybody at my agency loved. By but the you
0: know what? But you know and what? She that...
1: was like, yeah, cool. Okay. Uh huh. And uh-huh, she's yeah, making cool. mental notes. And she went straight to the chief. Well, our interim chief at the time, who's now the sheriff in that county, and was like, absolutely no go. You don't even yep. like, we'll all quit. Like, don't, don't hire this guy. This is why. And dude, guess what? We went, we showed up to start because he was technically like he was hired Mm -hmm. and they immediately, like he'd gotten not, I'm not talking conditional job offer. Like we were coming in that day to sign paperwork Mm -hmm. and we all four of us were sitting in the lobby at city hall waiting to sign the welcome aboard paperwork. Yeah. And they called three of us in and then (laughs) they had to sit there and the freaking chief came down or our interim chief came down and was like, "You, you didn't get picked up, dude. I'm like, yeah. sorry, bro, but Good. you guys gave me the job. Well, we're you know, while we're it taking back. it back because this, you know, yeah,
0: no, and, and I don't yeah. think I would argue. I would argue that an overwhelming majority of cops, regardless of whether or not you're you're married to a black man, I think if you jumped because well, our, if our if you did that so, in my car, right? So that, our that our right agency, along?
1: she was very professional. My our that, my car ride right longs over.
0: Our agency does the same thing where our prospective new hires um, you have you you have to do a ride along and it's kind of our opportunity we have two guys myself and another guy where you ride with us for you know 10 12 hours and yep. we just kind of get a feel and it's a good experience for it's us to figure out you know hey were you putting on a front during your your half hour interview or are you a, are you a solid are you candidate yeah or or do that you right. know and so um, it's the same thing. Like I, I, I have to believe that regardless of whether that officer was married to a black man, that you, if you jumped in, if you jumped in my car and you pulled that shit, oh. I would drive. I drive you back to your car, tell you she to have was, a good night.
1: The consensus around my agency with my guys and gals were that that officer was incredibly professional. Yeah. And responded to that properly, and. Uh, the rest of us were all a bunch of dicks who would have responded very negative. I would have
0: I would have I would have booted I would booted mile, you out of the my guys car. and gals
1: that would have done the same thing I would have done, kicked your ass out in the middle you of Main know. Street like fucking walk back to yeah. the PD to get your car. You have no business being anywhere near me, my profession. Yep. Period.
0: I just in yeah, and, and it like just that would
1: have been an ass beaten. Uh, Again. <laughs> like again, I, I have to, to say
0: I have to say that, you know, granted the my my field of experience is a fairly small sample size. But with that, I of every single one of the cops that I know, I don't know a single one that would have sat there and said Oh yeah, yeah no, I agree with you. Like, oh yeah, no,
1: no. he she was just like, uh huh, okay, and and that's one thing mental note without making it awkward, right? But yeah, she's married to.
0: That's one thing that that I take a lot of pride in in the fact that us as cops, we we police ourselves. Yes, if you have no business being in this field. Uh, we're we're gonna do something we're about gonna, it. We're yeah. we're not gonna protect bad cops. Like there may have been a time, you know, many years ago when that was the orthodoxy that you you were just gonna protect other yeah, cops yeah, because just because, that, because he was that a cop and
1: had your back. Yeah, one one
0: one time he had your back I or whatever. You,
1: nowadays, nowadays it's one of those things. Like when I went through FTO, it was very it was made very clear day one hour one that. You do what you got to do to get home, yep. but, if you, but if there's something messed up, like yep. we're going to eat you ourselves. It yep. was very clear yep. that my officers were looking at me, or the officers that trained me, and I love every single one of them, except for one of my FTOs, but I won't get into that on this episode. <laughs> but um, it was very clear that it didn't matter what, political party you serve or uh per, you, you fell know, into or and, uh, you're uh, subscribed to it didn't matter as yeah. long as you were good to the people that you served and my agency the officers that i worked for they weren't robots but they were very community service even if they didn't realize they were you know uh community service oriented yeah uh they're very very much con- co- community oriented and everything yeah. and and, uh, it was, and I miss that age to say, I miss it a lot. Um, I want to go, I would like to go back. Um, they were very, very, you know, for the community. We served the community. They didn't put up with shit like that. They no. didn't put it And that guy. That guy wouldn't have made it through his first day of FTO anyway, no. but.
0: Um, no, and I just I, like it I was said, made I
1: very clear from the get go that that wouldn't be pr- put up with. Right, and I like <laughs> I said, I, I
0: gotta believe that it's like that everywhere, um, or in in an overwhelming majority of agencies.
1: Yeah, it's hard to. Th- it, it would be hard for me to believe that entire agencies are the opposite. Well, and
0: even even this this uh, this episode of Cleared Hot that I was telling you about, where this guy. And it sounds like there was some systemic racism that he dealt with and I, I'm horrified by that. But it, he also went through the episode talking about specific people within his agency that helped him out people that yeah. he, he didn't hold grudges against, people that, you know, were, that had his back, that helped him out. And and so you, you can't tell me that that entire agency is systemically racist when he is in that episode saying, yeah, but this guy, this guy was pretty good. Well, that guy wasn't very good, but this this guy really helped me out. Right, so, I had a
1: commander who really stepped up, and yeah. I don't know, I've never actually, I, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to listen to those, those two episodes. They're really there. good.
0: They're yeah. good. He he talks about you know uh, he was he was forced into a situation by a supervisor that was kind of beyond his control. I I don't think he he basically he was put in a very difficult situation by a supervisor um, where he initially was less than truthful. Um, I think he was wrong for doing that initially. But immediately after the fact, he recognized his error, he went in, he tried to fix it, and then, like, months later, they fired they him. They
1: fired him for that? For and they said, trouble. yeah, they I said, you last, have... I think either we were talking offline or... I think we
0: were talking offline about were this. We? Okay. But he... And, I remember
1: talking to you about this. And the
0: way that he explained it, he said, like, he's like, I was walking out, um, his buddy came up to him, was like, what was that about? He's like, hey, this is what's going on, the kind of asked me about it. He's like, I kind of felt like I was supposed to protect my sergeant. His buddy was like, Hey man, this sergeant, he's a bad dude. Like he's not a yeah. good cop. He's not, he doesn't have your best interests at my in at heart. Like you need to go and tell them the truth. He like minutes after he was in this meeting with his administrators, he went back in, said, hey, listen, I made a mistake. This is what really happened. And right. he fixed the situation. So here's
1: the deal. Just listening to that, um, good good cops and good friends, even if they're the ones that screwed up, will have your back if you, uh, you know... Say something. So in Colorado, they actually have a law, and I got into an argument with I don't know if you remember the gentleman that officiated my yep. we, like over my wedding and yep. everything because um, I didn't go the church route. Yep. Um, he was a police officer, did uh, worked up in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, as a human rights investigator who investigated stuff. Yeah, and me and him got into pretty pretty. Uh, I don't want to say heated, but it was amped up uh, conversation about um, the thin blue line and what it represents and, and, and everything. And I, you know, I will, uh, I said it then and I'll say it now, dude, if you've got uh, cops who are going above and beyond and, and using excessive force and everything in Colorado uh, it's actually state law It says that if you witness an excessive use of force, you've, you have a certain amount of time, you have to report it. And I know back in the day, there was a time uh, where if you ratted out your buddies uh, for getting it done, quote, unquote, mm-hmm. um, i.e. using excessive force, you were, you were, the, you were, you were the problem. Yep. Um, in my opinion... As a person who's in the field, who trains other officers, who is an instructor in use of force and firearms specifically, if you don't say something, and that was the general consensus in my agency you're and with just, every single one of the officers I've ever met, if you're, you're not. Yeah. yeah, that's there's that policy, that rule is in place, that law is in place for a reason. It's to protect you. Yep. Uh, it's to protect good officers from bad officers.
0: If you stand by while people use excessive force, you're just you're as guilty just as, as the ones that yes. do
1: Yes. And so there isn't a decent cop out there that's going to shit on a partner who steps up and says, Hey, bro, I think that was excessive. Mm -hmm. You need to figure it out. We need to go to our supervisor. Yeah, Uh, because that officer would expect the same from you. I would expect that if I worked with Kyle and I, you know, and I've been pulled aside. I I ended up having (laughs) it's stupid. And I'm rather embarrassed about it, but I ended up slipping and falling on somebody who I was trying to arrest. Mm-hmm. And immediately before that, it was pretty heated and pretty amped up. Like, we walked into the store and he immediately got up was like, take me to fucking jail! And just started freaking out and I was like, holy shit! And it was super amped up and I pulled my taser and I was like, get on your knees. And I walked up and I tripped over myself. Because <laughs> I was amped up. Yeah. And I tripped over myself as I grabbed him by his hand and I ended up falling on him. Yeah. And you know, I had I had my partner there. My partner was an FTO. His trainee, his F or trainer, his FTO actually pulled me aside and was like, "Zach, we need to have a conversation." What the hell was that? Like there was no need because it looked, and I understand how it looked. How like it, looked it, it looked like I tackled him. Yeah. And I was like, you know, he's a good cop. Yeah. And I respect him because he was one of my FTOs. And, um, you know, and his trainee had an issue with how that happened. And I was like, bro, I,
0: if you, I you know, dude, I slipped
1: and fell. Uh, but, you know, if you need to talk to, cause I don't want him getting in trouble. He's a good right. cop. If you need to go and, and, you know, have a conversation with commander or have right. a conversation with Sarge, yeah. I understand. I'll be right there with you. Yeah. Like, but you know, a good cop will sit there and have that conversation with yeah. you because at the end of the day. You have to trust the people that you work with, and if you can't trust them to act right, then you can't trust them. Yeah. So, and I'll... Well, and, you know, and
0: that... Is that a hill you're willing to die
1: on? I, 100%, I will die yeah. on that hill.
0: Well, and so, so I look at it like, you know, every single time we arrest somebody or use force, that is a seizure under the Fourth Amendment. Absolutely. Right? And I believe more importantly than my job or your job or law enforcement as a whole, I believe I took an oath to uphold and defend the constitution of yep. the United States and the state that I work in. And that oath is the most important thing that I, I have. It's what I live by. And so I look at like more importantly than protecting your buddy is protecting that oath and the constitution of yes. your state. Yep. And so I, I just think that, you know, every single officer more importantly than protecting your partners is protecting that oath. And and but like I said, I, I don't see I don't see that as being the case that we're, you know, we're 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 more wrapped up in protecting each other than we are in protecting the integrity of the job as a
1: whole. Right? And and, so. and I'm sure that there are people out there, there are officers out there who disagree with that. And what I would say to you guys listening, whether you're in Germany, Turkey, Ireland, or here in the U.S., if you have a partner or if you have a person that you're working with that disagrees with that, uh, have a heart-to-heart with that officer. You're doing... remind them why they're there and why you you're dis- there. If
0: you disagree with that ideology, I'll I'll come out and say it. You're doing this profession a disservice.
1: You are one of those bad cops.
0: We're trying to... The
1: very few that we have.
0: We're trying to clear the waters and clear the 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 discourse and say hey listen cops overwhelmingly we are good people who do a a difficult job we do the best we can to uphold these very high standards that are set for us and if you disagree with our sentiments I I, I'm just I, I I don't see a way around saying that you are doing a disservice to law enforcement right
1: And if you disagree with that, you think that we're full of shit on that, let us know at uh,
0: contact.shift.change.podcast at gmail.com
1: or hit us up on Facebook at Facebook.com backslash the Shift Change Podcast. Let yeah. me know. I will have that discussion with you and tell you about how all the ways that you're wrong. Yeah. Uh, but I'm willing to have that conversation. I know Kyle's willing to have that conversation. I'm, we have that conversation with every single one of our uh, new officers that come on to FTO. Yeah. I don't have time for, uh, you know, I'll have a I don't have time with you for because I don't have time to sit in court and try to justify what I did while a bad cop was yep. doing what they did. Like, I, that makes me look bad. That makes Kyle look bad. That makes you guys look bad. And um, that's do, not what we got into this. Uh, for this is this is a civil service. Um, we're here to serve the community and the public. Yeah. Uh, because there's no greater service in the world than civil service and, no, and public I just, service. I,
0: I do not have the so, time of day for bad cops. That's, yeah,
1: I, and I will be more than happy to have a conversation about how you're wrong. Yeah. Uh, if you want to disagree with me on that, or or I'm sure Kyle, will, or you know, whatever. But dude, it's been two hours, man. Yeah. We Why don't we do show. a reload now? Yeah, since, let's. Yeah. Since this weekly reload turned into a two and a two hour conversation about yeah, um, god, I don't even politics do, do, and nonsense.
0: Do, do. All right, anyway. I think All the
1: right. uh, I think the Crown Royal's been flowing pretty good today. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> all right later. i'm not driving anywhere yeah today. <laughs> all right later guys peace